Good morning, Stern Village, and happy Sunday. I hope that all of you are well and safe in this world. All is well in my world. The Lord be with you, and let us pray. Prepare us, O God, to hear your word through the scripture of this day. Confront us with your claim upon our lives. Clarify the choices we must make if our lives are to have meaning and purpose. Help us to respond to the one who came as the bread of life, so we may know life at its fullest and at its very best. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The reading today is from John chapter 21, verses 1 through 14. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, and he showed himself in this way. Gathered there together were Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, and the sons of Zebedee, as well as two of his other disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. They said to him, we will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just after daybreak, Jesus stood on the beach, but the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, children, you have no fish, have you? They answered him, no. He said to them, cast the net to the right side of the boat and you will find some. So they cast it and now they were not able to haul it in because there were so many fish. The disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on some clothes, for he was naked, and jumped into the lake. But the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, only about a hundred yards off. When they had gone ashore, they saw a charcoal fire there with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore full of large fish, 153 of them. And though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. Now, none of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let's begin with a couple of questions about the Easter story. Here's my first question. If I asked you to tell the story of Easter, what would you say? How would you tell it? Most of you, I suspect, would talk about Jesus, his crucifixion and subsequent resurrection. Perhaps you would offer a few details about his passion and death but you'd probably focus on the empty tomb. You might speak about the women going to anoint his body. In the announcement, he is not here, but has risen. Look, there is where they laid him. 
Some of you may add Jesus' appearances to the disciples at the house, the beach, in today's gospel, and on the road to Emmaus. I imagine each of you could tell the story sufficiently. Now, here's my second question. How would you tell the Easter story without mentioning Jesus' name or talking about what happened to him? What would you say? Where would you begin? I believe this second question is at the heart of today's gospel, and it's the more relevant of the two questions. So let me ask the second question again, but I'll tweak it a bit. How would you tell the Easter story if you could only talk about yourself and your life? What would you say? Where would you begin? I wonder, is Easter making a difference in your life today? We celebrated Easter three weeks ago, but I wonder, are you participating in it? Are you Eastering? It's easy to celebrate Easter. The difficulty is participating in Easter. If you're not participating in Easter, then celebrating Easter doesn't mean much. It's just a church service with a stressed out pastor. Yeah, that's really all it is. Yeah. <laughs> the temptation or risk is you and I celebrate Easter Sunday and then return to the same old life, doing the same old things in the same old ways. Isn't this what Peter and the others do in today's gospel? Peter saw the empty tomb. He and most of the others have seen Jesus twice. And both times Jesus appeared to them in the house, and both times they were hiding behind locked doors, afraid. Today, Peter says to Thomas, Nathaniel, James, John, and the other disciples, I'm going fishing. And they say to Peter, we will go with you. They've gone back to what is known and familiar. They've gone back to what they did before. They've gone back to their old lives. Understand, I'm not criticizing them. I don't think the problem is they went back to what is known and familiar, to what they did before. It's always important to remember Easter happens in the circumstances of our lives, not apart from it. Easter is not an escape plan from life. Yet, and this is critically important, Easter offers, promises us the possibility of change, of doing and knowing life in a new way. And therein lies the problem. Peter and the others went back to the same old life without changing. They are doing today the same old thing in the same old way, and the nets of their lives 
are empty. That night, they caught nothing. I imagine you know what that is like. <laughs> I do. I know the futility of doing the same old thing in the same old way in expecting something to change, but it never does. Which is reflective of a stuck life. When our patterns of thinking, thinking and behaviors become ruts, ruts of conformity to another time or person, when the questions we are asking are too small for our life, and the choices we are making diminish our life. And so what if participation in Easter means going back to the same old life and doing the same old things, but in new ways? Cast the nets to the right side of the boat, Jesus tells Peter and the others. It's as if Jesus is telling them to keep, to keep doing what they're doing, but do it differently. What would it mean for you to cast the nets of your life to the right side of the boat? Keep fishing, but do it differently. Keep living your life, but live it differently. What would this look like in your relationships? How would this change your priorities and concerns? In what ways would this allow you to be gentler and more compassionate with yourself and others? What new opportunities would it set before you? How might this let you move out of the stuck, rutted places in your life. Imagine the ways a slight change could deepen love and relationships. Imagine how a slight change might allow you to reclaim your hopes, your dreams, your enthusiasm for life. Here's the thing Easter life will not happen for you or me without an effort on our part. <clears throat> God did God's part. Now we must do our part. Peter and the others have to move the net to the other side of the boat. Even if the stone gets rolled away from our tomb, you and I still need to make the effort to stand up and walk out. In my spare time, <laughs> I read monastic writings, hence why I'm single. And I recently came across a saying from the desert tradition, which makes this point. I must make a little effort because of Easter. Therefore, since I eat sitting down all the other days, now that it is Easter, I will make this effort and eat standing up. I know, it doesn't sound like much. I know. 
and neither does moving the net from the left side of the boat to the right side of the boat. Yet maybe, just maybe, the Easter effort doesn't have to be extraordinary, spectacular, and grandiose. Maybe our Eastern life is a series of little efforts. Maybe it's looking at a situation, a relationship, a need, and asking ourselves, what is being asked of us in this particular moment? So I wonder what is the little effort you are making today because of Easter? Or now that it is Easter, Easter tide to be specific, what is the effort you can or need to make? Or what effort is Easter asking of you today? Of course, I can't tell you what the effort is or should be for you. <laughs> this is your work. <laughs> this is your life. This is your resurrection. But I can tell you this. Your answers to those questions are how you begin telling the Easter story without mentioning the name Jesus or speaking about what happened to him. It's how you begin to recognize and tell your Easter story. So, give it a little effort. Initiate a slight change. See what happens. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Thanks be to God. Amen. I give thanks to God for each of you, and I pray this day you bear witness to the love of God in this world. Bear witness to the love of God, so those to whom love is a stranger, they will find in you a generous and loving friend. In the name of Christ Jesus, and the power of the Holy Spirit, amen. I love you, stoners. I hope you have a grand day, and uh, I'll talk to you later. Bye.